All right. How many of us were in church on Sunday? I was talking about what? The responsibilities of grace. Everybody has heard about grace. Everybody's excited about grace. But as long as I have moved around, I found that the, the grace, as exciting as it is, a lot of people don't know that it carries a responsibility with it. I said to you on Sunday, I said, every relationship and every covenant involves at least two people. And because it's a relationship, there are responsibilities one to the other. They don't have to be legalized. They don't have to be formalized. But nonetheless, they're there and important and are binding. I spoke about church, for instance. If you join a church as a member, it is clear that a lot of members know the responsibility of the church to them, but they talk very little about their, their responsibility to the church. Everybody knows the responsibility of God under grace. But what about the responsibility of the recipients of grace to the God of grace? There's a responsibility. Every woman wants to marry. And then suddenly they don't want a man to come and marry them. Pay for the dress. Brave for the ring. Do, 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 do. Okay, if the man carries all that responsibility, what about your responsibility towards the man? I gave you an example on Sunday. I said there is no law. There is no law written anywhere that says a woman must cook for her husband. But we all know it is a responsibility. Am I making some sense? So by the time a woman is arguing with me, maybe a couple are having a problem. They come to my office and the man says, I'm tired of this one. She doesn't cook. She doesn't take after her. I say, hey, where is the law that says I must cook? Where is the law that says I, 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 I must take care of the house? Do you want me to keep quiet? Because I can't open a constitution of Nigeria, my learned senior, I cannot open any statute that says a woman must cook. Does that make it any less the truth that she has a responsibility to keep the house? Come on now. So this is what I'm saying. I'm not speaking legality. A lot of people that don't want to be responsible are hiding by quoting legality. I spoke to you about children. I said the responsibility of a parent towards a child is so easy. All the children know. And thank God we carry out the responsibility. But today, what is happening across the world is they're teaching children not to reciprocate responsibility to their parents. Listen, those of you that your kids are so small, you don't know anything. Don't talk when I'm talking. When you have children, my first child is 29, my second child is 25, and Auntie B, you're a grandmother, you know what I'm talking about? There are lots of parents that their children do not want to hear about responsibility towards their parents. I have buried parents and the children didn't come. Can we talk? What about all the years they were paying school fees? When I sent my son to America, we could hardly afford anything. In fact, the boys' school fees was bigger uh, budget than the remaining five of us in the family. There are six of us, four children, two parents. When you join all our expenses, the remaining five was not up to his school fees. Then he will finish. He went to Oxford University, came out an MBA with big chest. He's actually a Nigerian athlete. He will come to church one day with his Nigerian tracksuit. So God has blessed him. And then after that, he says he doesn't have any responsibility. Do I need to preach a sermon? You know, wisdom is profitable to direct. And that's why the Bible says, words of wisdom spoken even in whispers. Even if I whisper, you should keep quiet and be taking notes. It should be heard rather than the shout of the ruler of fools. You see, wisdom is like a mirror. When I put it in front of you, that lie, you can't escape. Except you walk out. How many of you were persuaded when I spoke on Sunday? How many of you were persuaded that we have responsibilities? How many of you said, what? No, no. How many of you said, I didn't know it is so clear? That's wisdom. But you also have wisdom I want to learn from. You know why? Monkey not the bone goat. If your pastor has wisdom, you have wisdom. And you're going to share that wisdom with me today and I'm going to get wiser. Why don't you clap for yourselves? You're not clapping like you know you have wisdom. I say you have wisdom. 
if a man of wisdom say you have wisdom, you have something to offer. And so, the, the responsibilities of grace, the, okay, this was a slide. It, um, I can't even see it because of the lights. Can you read it for me? Titus 2, I say that's the way we should live because God's grace that can save everyone has come. Grace teaches us to live in the present age in a wise and right way and in a way that shows we serve God. Which means anybody that is the recipient of grace that does not serve God is a fraud. It says we must live in a way that shows clearly that we serve God. So why is it that I hear people say, I've received grace and it is me, myself and I, nobody can talk to me, I don't belong to any church, nobody should, you know, how? Grace teaches us. Bring up my, my slide about grace teaches us as much as it blesses us. Bring that slide out. I sent this to the platforms or what's our platforms of Grace Assembly. Let's read that. It says, grace teaches as much as it blesses. And it's there. It says, grace teaches us to live in this present age in a wise way and in a, in a way that shows we serve God. It has to be evident. Don't tell me you serve God and I don't see the fruit. And nobody knows. Only you know it. No, no, no. It has to show. Christianity is not about hiding. And being a servant is not something you do in darkness. As a matter of fact, if, it is only if you are ashamed of the Lord that you serve him in darkness. If you respect me and you only say sir to me when nobody's there, you don't really respect me. The proof that you respect me is you will say sir where everybody's there. All right? Grace teaches. Tell somebody, great teaches as much as it blesses. We've talked so much about the blessing of grace. What about the teaching of grace? Kilo day. So we have a lot of rascals in church now running all over the place. No fruits. Check the roots, no roots. Grace assembly is about roots and fruits. Let me tell you. The Bible says in that day when the Lord will respond. It says they will be marrying. They will be giving husband, their children in marriage. They will be celebrating. It says in the twinkling of an eye. People will be separated. Husband and wives will be separated. Can I tell you something? Many church services will still be going on. And the rapture will have happened. Grace assembly. My prayer is nobody will be left. It's not about just the amen. It's about allowing grace to also teach. Um, give me my second slide on Sunday. Aha. No, no, no. I wanted the one that I put a kidney on. I told you now. Aha. So, the responsibilities of grace. Read, read this with me. Under the law, you have to be good to enjoy the goodness of God. Mm. But under grace, the goodness of God compels you to become good. So don't laze because of grace. Some people say because of grace, they don't have to do anything. No, 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 no. The goodness of God compels us to, to, to be good. I showed you many scriptures. Let me ask you a question. That story in the Bible, when Jesus said there was a man that had a garden and he went to visit and he saw this tree. He said, every year I come, this tree, I see no fruit. He said, I've got a problem with the tree. I have rained the rain of my grace and my goodness on this tree. I have given this tree soil. I have sent nourishment and yet, he said, cut it down. Is it in your Bible? Is it in your Bible? He said, cut it down. We can't take the grace of God in vain. Paul says, we do not. I says, I plead with you not to take the grace of God in vain. Anybody that tells you you have grace and you can do anything you like. 
Bible says, if any man preach another gospel, woe be that man. Even if an angel appears as the angel of God and preaches another gospel, woe be that angel. Yes, there are no legalities of the law. They have been fulfilled in the law. But with the covenant of grace comes responsibility. You see, the Bible says in the end they will not endure sound doctrine. Is that in your Bible? It said they will not endure sound doctrine. What does that mean? It says they will heap up teachers who will tell them what they want to hear because they will have what? They have itching ears. You want to be doing whatever you like. So you look for somebody that says it's okay to do whatever you like. Does common sense not tell you that light and darkness don't mix? Have you seen the video of the uh, oceans? The Indian Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean. Have you seen the video? Even the waters, they don't mix. How can you now, the child of light, the recipient of grace, now say filth and cleanliness are the same? How? Does that make sense? How many of you know that God makes sense? How many of you know that God is the ultimate intelligence? How many of you know that you cannot call God a fool? When something sounds too good to be true, it is usually too good to be true. I want us to, I want us to have a dialogue today. Let me read this scripture. To, um, okay, give me my second, the other slide I put on um, WhatsApp. I, I, you've done that, haven't you? Yeah, I think you've done that. Okay. Now, give me Titus 3, 7 to 8. I want to show you something. Towards the end, the Bible says, even the very elect would have been deceived except the days are shortened. Because the lie and the truth are going to be so near each other. May we not be carried away. How many of you know that Paul said, in my flesh there is nothing good? Nothing. So anything that tickles your flesh too much, madam, slow down. Slow it down. How many of you know that flesh is being celebrated now? Everything is make me feel good. Make me feel good, pastor. Make me feel good, music. Make me feel good, worship. They've sang worship, no bass guitar. MFM, no bass guitar, no drums. Okay. You know, sometimes we don't even know whether it's worship that is going on. Maybe we're just having a Holy Ghost. No, no. Maybe we're just having a musical part. Do, 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 And then it's like, hallelujah. Really. The Bible says, so that having been justified by God's grace, and we know that, having been justified by God's grace, we should become the heirs to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things, these things, I want you to affirm what? Constantly. The word affirm is, say it well, well. Because they will not want to hear. Say it well, affirm it constantly that those who have believed in God, Read with me. They should be careful to maintain good works. They should not think, it's not by the way. It's not as we go along. Mm -mm. This one, I will stop the whole church dead to say what I want to say. Be careful. It's like you want to cross a six-lane expressway. No pedestrian crossing. That's what it means. Be careful before you step out. That's how serious it is. I don't care what tongues you play in. I don't care how many fastings you fast. If you cross a six-lane expressway without being careful, may you not become like jam spread across the road. It says be careful to maintain what? Good work. Not just do it, maintain it. Grace Coral, you did 
choir festival of songs, where are you today? You're not maintaining the good works. If you come on Sunday, maintain it by being here on Wednesday. Am I making some sense? He says, these things are good and what? Profitable to men. What is the opposite of profitable? Are you with me? We got to talk. You know, doing what is right and what is good are the responsibilities that come with the grace of God. Doing what is right and doing what is good in the sight of God are the responsibilities that come with the grace of God. I gave you many, many um, examples, but I don't want to dwell on that. You can go to SoundCloud. And um, we're going to post a few things across the place. I ask you a question. When Romans 8 verse 1 says, there's now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Then it now qualifies, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. I ask you a question. I said, can people who walk in the flesh be found to be acting responsibly? Somebody that walks in the flesh, if your son, ambassador, walks in the flesh, can he be a responsible son? What does the flesh tell you to do? Wake up at 10 o'clock. Don't help in the house. Stay on the phone. Go and have a party. Take your father's car. Pack it when it's empty. Lie when they ask you who drove the car. That's what the flesh does. When you walk in the flesh, nothing good you will not be able to do anything because the flesh is evil. And that's why the Bible says the flesh and the spirit are at war with each other. And we should crucify the flesh so that we can walk in the spirit. So people who walk in the flesh, in Romans 8, cannot be found to be acting responsibly. And I showed you Romans 12, um, I think verse 1b, the Living Bible, where it says, when you think of what Christ has done for you, is this too much to ask? These things that he's saying should be your natural, it should come naturally. Let me ask you, should goodness not provoke, provoke goodness? Let me ask you again, should goodness not provoke goodness? If goodness does not provoke goodness, what is that? If our light, eh, church, let's talk. If our light was so shining, like the Bible says, it says, it says, let your light so shine before men, they see your good works and they glorify your Father in heaven. It means that we won't have to do a lot of evangelism. If our light was so, so shining in Nigeria, the most church nation in the world, should Nigeria be like this? Should corruption be like this? To me, we're not doing much with that covenant of grace. If we were, Nigeria would be different. We're enjoying it, but we're not carrying out our responsibility. I have a responsibility towards you. Are you cognizant of your responsibility towards me? Everybody talked about pastor praying for us. How many people pray for the pastor? Do you know that when I speak the word of God, I prophesy to you, I'm carrying out my responsibility towards you. Do you know what the Bible says about your responsibility towards me? You don't read that part of the Bible. It says, share in all good things with those who teach you the word, especially those doing well. Which means there's no good thing you should have, your pastor should not have. You see the nervous clapping, very nervous. <laughs> see, I'm not here to talk about your responsibility towards me. I'm just showing you how responsibility works. You want to say something? That's right. Huh. Sister Maria, all the way from South Africa. Fine girl. <laughs> Just project your voice if, if they're not carrying out their responsibility. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. The grace of God is always available it's to always us. Available. But responsibility has to do with a lot of obedience. Mm -hmm. Now, when God was going to smite the Egyptians, mm -hmm. send the angel of death, the grace was there for the Israelites, mm -hmm. but they had a responsibility to obey instructions. Mm -hmm. So God gave them instructions, mm -hmm. what to do, how to do it, mm -hmm. where to go, mm -hmm. in order to be saved. Mm -hmm. And so if they did not obey mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. those who did not obey may have been destroyed. So grace is available, but God is a God of instruction. In the Bible, he was always giving instructions through the prophets. He was always saying, tell my people, yeah. let them do this, yeah. let them do that, and yeah. they will be saved. Yeah. So if we walk in total disobedience, and we don't have the responsibility to obey the word of God, then we're taking the grace of God for granted. Can you help me appreciate her? You're going to run the quick problem when you quote Old Testament for people who are talking about grace. It's the same God. The principles are the same. Uh, but it's a little different under grace because the price has been paid. But now that the door is open, you're supposed to walk through it and continue walking into the light. That's what I'm talking about. You must continue walking in the light. How many of you know that we're on a journey? We're on a journey. You can't say the journey has started and you're going to sit down. But let me show you some scriptures. Very interesting. I need you to join Sister Maria and make your comments. And you know, we love you so much that whatever you say, we're going to clap. We're going to be excited about you. Because you're a miracle in the making. Amen. Very interesting, this scripture. Luke 12 and verse 47. Luke 12 and verse 47. I, I prefer the this with me. The servant who knows what his master wants and ignores it or insolently does whatever he pleases will be thoroughly thrashed. Who said this? Jesus. Are we servants of God? We're sons of God but we're also servants of God. Yes. The servant who knows what his master wants. Can I ask you, do children not know what their parents want? Come on now, do they not know? Why, why do they know? Do we always tell our children what we would like? No, we don't tell them. Because there's something, the voice of conscience is anybody, that tells you what is right. Do you know that? There's hardly anybody you have met that doesn't know what is right. But a lot of them don't do what is right. It is not because they don't know. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Do you know children know what is right? Adults, on a greater level, know what is right. But when we don't want to do it, we now color be the whole thing. Is that right or not? Do do do. do how many of you are employers? Let me see your hand up. Employers, you employ people. At home, in the office. Okay. Do, do employees know what to do or not? Do they really know what to do? No, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. That's why they don't do it. They don't know what to do. You know that they know what to do. So why don't they do it? Huh? They're just irresponsible. So anybody that does not take his responsibility seriously is called what? Irresponsible. It's easy to call somebody irresponsible. What if you are the person we're talking about? Nathan went to David. He said, a man did this, a man did that. David said, what a terrible man. He said, my Lord, you are the one. 
The servant who knows what his master wants. Let me ask you, if you died for people, shameful death. Listen, Jesus is going to the cross. It's not easy. It's not being so. When he got to Gethsemane, what did he say? He said, Father, let this cup pass. For Jesus, the Son of God, to look at something and say, I know, I know what, I know what. Then after all that, you're telling me you don't know what he wants. Please, let me ask you, do you know what Jesus wants from you or not? I'm asking you, do you know what Jesus wants from you or not? You know, if I ask you what you want from Jesus, we're not going to come out here. You see, the thing about the prayer life of Nigerians is almost an annoyance. It's about what God must do. What God must do. What about your responsibility to God? I gave you an example. A lot of people want uh, an American passport, which is blue. I know because my son has one. Or you want a British passport, it's red. But the moment they give you the passport, they confirm responsibility for you, but trust me, you have responsibility to them. And they will hold you to your responsibility. Not be like that. Oh. You see, this thing of always looking at one side, what I get, not what I owe, gets people in trouble. Let me ask you, do you think the Lord Jesus who died for us has any expectations from us? Does he have a right to have expectations? Does he have a right to be disappointed when we don't do it? Okay. Okay. So some of these things that we want to talk about is based on a consciousness of the truth. I call it the consciousness of the truth, not truth that you're arranging. Not truth that is political. Even not truth that is religious. Truth. In every relationship, is there truth? If I ask my wife, do you not know you, your responsibility towards me? If she asks me, my husband, do you not know your responsibility? Do you expect me to say I don't know? When people want to get married, I want to be asking them the question. Before you come and start shaking and dancing, and say, do you know your responsibility? And do you know that responsibility is not going to lessen? When she's old and her hair is gray, your responsibility is the same. You can't lower the responsibility because now she's not a figure eight anymore. No. Can I tell you something? If I end up in a wheelchair, God forbid, my wife's responsibility must not change. Eh? Is he allowed to change? Oh. So a consciousness of the truth is what I want us to keep our mind on. A consciousness where we don't have to do a song and a dance anymore. Where we don't have to go to Supreme Court to have a conversation. We're children of the truth. We're children of light. When it comes to the truth, let's not play games anymore. No, 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 no. Let's stop. The servant who knows what his master wants and ignores it. Do we sometimes ignore what the Lord wants? Come on now. Is it because we don't know? I, I prefer that we say, I know, but I'm not ready to deal with it. Father, have mercy on me and help me to transform. Than to say it doesn't exist. Sometimes because we don't want to do something. What do we say? We say it doesn't exist. It says a servant or the servant who insolently, read with me, does whatever he pleases. You know, sometimes the way we mess with our responsibility is an insult.
I'll give you an example. When it's time for offering, is it our responsibility to give in church or not? Is it our responsibility to give in church or not? What is the church going to run on? Is it not money you used to run the church? Uh-huh. When it's time to honor that responsibility, must, should we do it grudgingly? If you have grown-up children, they want to give you a present and they're frowning. Will you accept it? They're frowning. It's like, eh, see, oh, this thing I won't give you. And it's because I don't want you to start telling everybody, oh, just take. And then when we open our bag, we take the new note, we move it aside. We take 1,000 naira, we move it aside. We see 500 naira, we move it aside. Then you look for 50 naira. We be like something. Then now you dance parcel. Now you dance fast. When you get to your offering basket, you'll be shaking there. You put it. Does this happen or not? Okay. So I'm talking about the responsibility of grace. It says such a person may end up thoroughly thrashed. But verse 48, let's see verse 48. That's just verse 47. Give me the King James Version. New King James. Sorry, New King James. It says, but he who did not know, yet commit, committed such, some of the things deserving of stripes. A crazy dog. We will now descend on the dog. All of us will beat the dog. We will run onto the streets. More to jump. <laughs> you know, little boys. We will pursue the dog. Say, make more to jam this dog. Whether the owner liked it or not. Why? Because we felt this dog is an ingrate. Won't even defend the owner. Won't celebrate you when you come. We loved our friends so much. We will come back and kill the dog if we can. We will drive the dog. What is the lesson behind that? Even a pet has a responsibility towards you. When you get home, your pet should be the most excited. When you are sick, the pet should just... When my late dad died, he had a dog, it was a white Alsatian. It was called Snowy. The moment my dad died, the, the fellow fell sick. He would just lie down where he normally sits in front of the house. He would be crying. He would just, oh, oh, oh. About four days later, or five days later, we just found him dead. See, the dog felt a sense of responsibility so much. Let's talk. Love is the greatest gift. If love does not change you, nothing can change you. There's no greater love that a man can have than to lay down his life for his friends. When you talk about transformation, is it too much for God to expect you to be transformed? What's wrong with you? Look at the attack on the church now. Misbehavior all over the place. Do you know what the Bible says? That even your meat that is legal for you to eat. It says if your meat will grieve your brother. He said, don't eat it because of Christ. You, if God has done so much for us, it is not a big thing for us to stop doing some things because of him. What is this thing? He does his own, and when it comes to our own, we start to talk story. It's lacks wisdom. There's some gospel. When you hear it, it is not okay. Stop following such people. Bible says if anybody preaches another gospel, I said don't bid them farewell. Bunch of rascals running all over the place. That's why Nigeria is like this. When Sunday, all the churches will spill out on the street. It is like putting a lot of salt. How 
how come the food is not changing in taste? Because what he expects of us to be light bearers, we don't do it when we go out there. And somebody says it's okay. It's not okay. It's not a law, it's a responsibility. That's what I want us to talk. I want to ask you the question, does grace dispense with character building? Just because we receive grace, does, this, does it mean we should not build character? You know what is character? The fruit of the spirit. Under grace, the goodness of God touches us. Draws us. Makes us want to change. How can you receive so much grace and there's no desire to change? I worry whether you receive grace. I will preach you. Some people say if you preach like this, you won't have a big church. I didn't enter preaching to have a big church. And please, let me tell you, if it is money, some people preach, come to pastor because they want to have money. I had money. I was born in money before church. So I'm not interested. I will tell the truth till Jesus comes. And, and may God be pleased with me when I give account of myself. I'm not going to preach a Nigerian doctrine. I'm not going to preach. I'm going to preach the truth. And as I preach to you, I'm preaching to myself. When the Lord told me the problem with the church is character deficit. Because the goodness of God did not compel us to build character. It's just anointing we carry all over the place. And can I tell you the truth? Be careful. A lot of anointed people, their character does not balance with their anointing. There was a time people used to come and look for good girls in church. They don't come anymore. Even churches where they have wear beret and they don't wear they don't come there to look for a wife anymore because they found that there's no difference. It didn't build character. How many people can you do business with in church? How many people can you lend money to? What about integrity? There's a man that makes a promise, the Bible says, and will perform the promise to his own heart. We perform promises when it's convenient, the best of us. Once it is difficult, well, how are they? Let me tell you, the Bible says we're the light of the world. If there is darkness, we're responsible. What we say, I don't have to shine any light. I've received grace. I don't have to do anything. Jesus has done everything. Jesus is not going to shine the light. You are the light of the world. Jesus is not going to salt the earth. You are the salt of the world. He left you behind because of that. When people come to church, you know what should happen? They should say, we have never seen this kind of people before. They are so honest. They are so nice. They don't gossip. They're not mean. Look at the way they love their pastor. Look at the way their pastor. You, you can leave your things and meet it. Church, if you leave your bag, even your child, hold your child well. You yourself, hold yourself well. Make the naughty feel. Hello. I said, does grace dispense with character building? Okay, are we going to submit to character building? You know what self-control is? It means that you are annoyed. It means that you are hurt. But in the midst of all that, you control yourself. When God says give, he's trying to test your commitment to him. Love 
is good. But how you express love is limited. Auntie B, when your husband met you, if he said he loved you, it's not just mouth. The things you have allow you to express what you say you feel. When all you do is talk, but your money does not talk, that love, it gets question mark. When giving is about affirming your love and your commitment. And that the house of God is as important as your house. How many of us is the church as important as your house? You know, I ask myself, are the children in Grace Assembly, are they as important to me as my children? The answer is yes. If you see the way I relate with people, I am not play acting. That is who I am. But I can tell you for free, we have pastors that it's numbers. They don't see people, it's just numbers they see. This Bible says, as I have loved you, come on now, so you love one another. By this sign shall men know your mind when you love one another. That's what the world wants to see. Preaching, what are you going to preach that somebody has not preached? See, evidence is more compelling than words. I want to show you one scripture. Galatians 21, 5, Galatians 5, 21. Oh, you're back with your responsibility now. This is what a lot of us do. I'm fighting with the Lord. I won't go to church for six months. All your responsibilities, you abandon. Head of department doesn't come to church. So what is going to happen to the department? Why, when you fought with your boss, why did you not drop the job? When you are not happy, why did you go to the office? Why is it only church that people just drop? And it is the church of the one that gave you the covenant of grace that you dropped like that. Is there something not? Something is not right now. That job you are holding on to, do you know that that company can be bankrupt tomorrow? If Enron could go under unceremoniously, any company can go down. What you are holding on to is not as solid. Though, because they are not telling you the cocoa that is there. It's only the Lord we should hold on to. Okay. Give me the message Bible. How many of you know that the fruit of the Spirit starts on verse 22, Galatians 5? So this is the introduction to the fruits of the Spirit. Verse B says, this isn't the first time I have warned you. You know, if you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. Paul said that. Preceding that, it talks about all the, all the works of the flesh. Slying, stealing, this, he mentioned all of them. He said, this isn't the first time I have warned you. I told you, God says, I don't defend character deficit. I only warn you. This is the first time I am. This isn't the first time I have warned you, you know. If you, come on, read with me now. You can say, if you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. You see, freedom is what the covenant of grace gives us. How you use it is important. You are either using it to do good or to do what you want. And the ultimate is the man who preached grace is the one that said, if you use your freedom anyhow, you are going to get a nasty surprise. Then verse 22, he now tells us, but the fruit of the Spirit, okay, this one, give us 22, New King James. Now it's more direct. But the fruit of the Spirit, if you don't use your freedom to do the wrong thing, you will use it to demonstrate and to show for the world the fruit of the, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. 
It's not joy that you have when your friend is having a party. It's joy of the Lord. The joy of salvation. Many of us are not happy anymore just because we're saved. Something must happen before people are happy. The joy of salvation. The peace of God. And peace is not an absence of turbulence. It's a decision that even in this peace, because the prince of peace is with me, I will be at peace. It's a choice that you make. Long suffering. How many of us will suffer? He says, somebody match me in this church. I'm not going to that church anymore. Suffering is good. Long suffering is postgraduate. In another translation, it says endurance. Long suffering. Kindness. Somebody say kindness. Do you know the Bible says what is expected of man is kindness. You know what kindness means? Is what if you were in that situation? How would you like to be treated? Then treat the person like that. If you were the pastor, how would you like your members to behave? That's the way you should behave. Never judge a relationship only from your standpoint. That's what we did with Grace. We only judge it on what we're getting. We never judge it on what he expects in return. Goodness. Somebody help me. Somebody tell me what does goodness mean? How many of us want the goodness of God? Goodness. Somebody tell me what goodness means. If you're a Christian, goodness. Huh? To be good to others. Why are you whispering? Your heart is condemning you, ambassador. Goodness, goodness, goodness. How much goodness do we get in church? Amongst ourselves. You know, on Sunday I told you something. I said there's a relationship between a benefactor and a beneficiary. The benefactor is a person that God used to help you. You took that one, that responsibility. But what is your responsibility, the beneficiary to the benefactor? See my big sister there. Eh? And see, God bless you. I've seen how you have been a benefactor. But I worry whether the, the responsibility of your beneficiaries, they are calling it to you. I worry. So when I pray for you, that's what I pray about. It's easy. People collect. They collect. But never even think of what they're supposed to give back. Goodness. You want to say something? What about faithfulness? You know, we think that the, 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 the responsibility of faithfulness is God to us. That's fine. And God is faithful. What about the responsibility of faithfulness to a faithful God? Shall we talk about faithfulness? What is faithfulness? To the God that of all grace. The Bible says he's able to make all grace abound towards us. That we always have any all sufficiency in all that we have an abundance. Okay, to that God, what is the responsibility of faithfulness? When I look at someone like Pastor Etefia, I respect you. Pastor Kola, I don't know where you're coming from. You're coming from a papa. In that traffic. You should drag yourself here. Which day was it you came to church? Your fan bell broke three times. Huh? Last Wednesday, he now lives on the island like me. He was coming to church three times. Something was wrong with the pulley, I'm sure. He, he mechanic came with him to church. He dragged that car to church rather than turn back. I had to tell him, leave the car here. Tell the mechanic to go and take the truck. It belongs to the church. You are the church. Take it home. Go to work in the morning. When you are ready. And I told my staff, I said, call him to say, is there something we can do about the car before you come? God rewards faithfulness. That's what you were enjoying. Gentleness. 
self-control. Against such, there is no law. Change this version. Change it to message. Verse 23. Gentleness. Give me new sent no no new living translation. New living translation. I don't know, I can't remember the some one of the translations puts it so well. I want to close by saying I want to ask you, does God have feelings? Does God have feelings? I said, does God have feelings? Is God a father? Does he have children? Has he blessed his children? Has he done everything he could do? Okay. Do we have any responsibility towards him? Are we taking this responsibility seriously? If we did take our responsibility to him seriously, will the world not respect our father more? Let me tell you something. Jesus is a brand. We're the products of the brand. The value of the brand is dependent on the quality of the products. When the products are poor, you see when people buy Gucci, 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 Louis Vuitton. Most men, before they die, they want to have an original Louis Vuitton. Why? The day they start making yeah, yeah, jaga, jaga things, will the brand remain the same? If the world is going to celebrate Jesus, if the world is going to rush to church, it has to do with the way we shine our light. It has to do with the way we respond to God's love. It's going to have to do with what we do with the covenant of grace. Bring up for me our tenet in Grace Assembly. A lot of people forget that this is Grace Assembly and this church has been called Grace Assembly for 20 years. So this is not a new message to me. I've been there long before a lot of people. They are just coming to it and they're running all over the place. I've had time to get it into balance and I give God the glory. What is our tenet? We believe in the God of grace. We rely on the grace of God. So the God of grace gives us his grace always to win the race. I want you to stand to your feet. I'm talking today about the consciousness of the truth. Why don't you lift up your hands to God? And say, Lord, flood my heart with the truth of God. Flood my heart. Change my heart. Not just be a user of God, ah, but a child of God. The Bible says, the ch your children shall speak to the enemy at the gate. Let me be a voice for God. Let the testimony of my life prove that God is God. Let me never be amongst those that take the, the grace of God in vain. Let the goodness of God transform my thinking. Let it change the way I live. Let it affect the choices that I make. says behold what manner of love the father has given us that we be called the sons of God I want someone to say Lord start afresh with me oh God I'm so sorry I'm so sorry Lord I want to be a responsible child to you. I want to respond to how much love you have shown me, how much forgiveness, how much care. 
how much deliverance let's sing that song take my heart still praying, Jesus went to the house of Simon the leper that he healed of leprosy. And they were holding a dinner in his honor. And a woman came in whom he had forgiven her sins. And she looked in her house and found nothing to return the goodness of freedom in her life. And she found her alabaster the saving. The Bible says it was a full year's wages. And she broke protocol and fought her way into the place and broke it and anointed the Lord. And they said, stop her. And he said, Simon, you that you had leprosy, I healed you. When I came in, you didn't do this. You didn't feel you had that much responsibility towards me. He said, this woman, what she has done will be a memorial wherever the true gospel is preached. Let us pray. Say, may our hearts respond to the Lord. May we also earn a memorial before the Lord the way we respond to the Lord's goodness. Let us pray for opportunities to express our gratitude. Let us pray to God to say, Lord, from today I am changed. Anything that has to do with you, I am different. I'm not going to be like that anymore. I'm not going to take the grace of God in vain anymore. I thank you for all that you have done. I thank you for all that you're doing. But I will carry a consciousness of God's grace wherever I go. It will propel me to think right, to change my thinking, propel me to change my reactions so that my life may be a sweet smelling savor before you. Help me hold somebody's hand. It's very important. Help me pray for the person that the grace of God be at work in your life, provoking change, deep change, change that will cause heaven to rejoice, change that will cause you to like yourself better when you look in the mirror, change that will bring people to Christ, change that will cause you to shine, marvelous shine as light in a dark world, shining in a dark place called Nigeria. May heaven rejoice over you. May you become a phenomenon in our own generation. May people say when we see you, we see Jesus. May you be, carry a consciousness. A consciousness of your responsibilities to God. A consciousness of your responsibility to you, the church to your parents, to your pastor, to your spouse, to your children. 
a consciousness of what is right, a consciousness of what is good. We are not talking legalities. Nobody is going to chase you. A consciousness. When you wake up to lift up your hand towards heaven and bless the name of the Lord. A consciousness that I am different. A consciousness that God deserves this and more from my life. A consciousness so real, people can feel it around you. Thank you, Lord. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you because you love us so much. You have spoken to our hearts. So that in response to your covenant of grace and love, we begin to shine as lights in a dark world. The more of you we enjoy, the more of ourselves we give to you. As a response, a worthy response to such the goodness of God. Let it not be that because people are telling us, let it not be because people are asking us that we begin to live the right way, doing the right things. Father, I'm so glad for this opportunity to share the truth with my brethren. Let these ones multiply themselves and let a new season come into church and into our nation. Blessed be your name now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let the goodness of God compel you to celebrate God like you lost your mind. Like you lost your mind. Hey, Oluwami. My God, my God. Thank you for your living presence with us. We give you praise in Jesus' name.